Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another episode here at Lifted Hands, Lifted Hearts podcast. My name is Ashley. And listen, I know it's been a minute. What I've realized is that I wanted to give you guys every Monday, but life be life. And I realized that I can't give you every Monday. As I thought, <laughs> when I first started this podcast, I worked from home and I had a lot of time in between working um, to do a lot of writing, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of meditating, a lot of seeking God. And now that I work off campus, it's it looks a lot different, right? And so I am thankful that I do have the time to still push out podcasts, although it may not be as many as I like. What I'm super proud of is that I do have this one to share with you today, as well as another one in the making already. So it feels good to be ahead of the ter- uh, the curve um, in the beginning. But let's get right into it. This one might be a little shorter than usual, uh, but I hope everyone is doing well. I hope, you know, you're transitioning through the season well. It's getting colder outside. And again, I am still loving it. I'm not regretting it. The sun is still shining. It just feels good. It's just that in-between season weather, right? It just feels amazing. Um, But like I said, this episode is not that long, but definitely want to get straight to the point. And it stems from a scripture that I have heard quoted numerous of times, but I don't believe that I have actually thought about it as I like, as I've come across it in reading. And that's Jeremiah 3 and 14. It says, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married to you. I am married unto you and will take you to Zion. And as I ponder on that, I start thinking about how people misinterpret that as a way to continue in sin. You know, backsliding is simply being in a sinful state. And what God means is that he is married to the backslider. Right. See, the problem is that the most is that most people see that as an excuse to keep doing what is against the mandates of God uh, because he is married to us. And there is no way we can be separated from him. Uh, But they think that there's no way we can be separated from him. But that's not true. Right. God is not married to sin in itself. And Isaiah 59, 2 tells us that but your iniquities, which are sin, have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now don't get that twisted with God does not love you, right? Any other, like any other good father, he will not tolerate wrongdoing and God loves his children, but he does not love their behavior, their ideas, their lifestyles or activities that go against his word. God is not married to the condition in which the marriage is in, right? He is married to his chosen people because of Jesus. Uh, we Gentiles, you know, his, his chosen people are the Isra- Israelites, right? We are Gentiles and we have the right to be included in this promise of God because of Jesus Christ, right? Because of the covenant, the covenant, a commitment to his people, a promise that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And if we find ourselves separated from him, it's not because he has walked away, but we ourselves have walked away from the marriage. The wrongdoing in our lives has separated us from him, 
He does not abandon us. And when he says that he is married to you, that means he will not stop you from coming back to him to reestablish or rekindle or reconcile the marriage, right? He will not reject you. He's married to us, but we, but some of us walk away from the marriage to, to, to do what? To entertain other gods. Cause gods are all those things that you put before the God, right? The living one and true living God. Um, and all, anything can be your God. You can, you can idolize anything. Um, your job, your titles in life, your children, your marriage, those things can become your God. The things that you wholeheartedly serve more than you serve than the almighty. And, um, we start entertaining those things. We, um, we, we entertain other ways of life, different lifestyles. And we find, and when we find those things don't really, or aren't really as fulfilling as we thought, um, we allow Satan and pride to stop us from repenting and turning back to God. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but there's a difference between those who have fallen short and those who continue in sin, right? They're not the same. Those who recognize that they have fallen short, they repent and they ask God to get back into uh, good standings with them to be reconciled back. They're no longer separated. But those people who don't care anything about reconciling and living the way God lives, you're living in a world of sin. You're choosing to live in sin. You're choosing to be on the team of that of the enemy. Right. Um, and those are told those are two different things. Yes, we all have sinned and fallen short. But you have people who continue in sin and want to pray. And it just don't work like that. He said that my, your sins have hidden his face from you. He don't want no dealings with that. And until you come back into God in repentance, then you can re, reconcile. Then you can rekindle the relationship, the marriage. Um, and sometimes, like I said, pride. Um keeps us away from God we're too proud to repent or we sometimes we feel like we're unworthy to the point where we won't repent and although we're not worthy that's what I love about God (laughs) we are so unworthy of his love but he doesn't he doesn't measure his love of how well we are he loves because he loves God is love he loves because he loves because so no matter what you do except blaspheme of the Holy Spirit God will always welcome you back to be in sonship and marriage with him. Um, Just like a natural marriage, you cannot believe you are still married to a person when you are legally separated or divorced. Remember, sin separates us from God. When you're in natural marriage, you got a documentation say, hey, we have been separated. And you'll sound crazy if you go around telling people you're still married. No, you're separated. You're divorced. Right. You must come back together and do what is necessary to change the status of that relationship or that marriage. Until then, you can say you're married all day long. But evidence proves that you're still separated or divorced. The documentation states otherwise. Right. God's word is the documentation you need to validate this marriage. Right. God's word is the documentation you need to validate this marriage to Christ by the documentation It says repentance is required. If you don't repent, you cannot be in a relationship with good standings with the almighty God. 
You cannot say that you belong to God and you don't live a life of repentance. No way. What areas in your life do you need to repent in order to put your marital status back to married? Right? When I look at this generation of people, I cannot help but to see the resemblance of the Israelites that God rescued out of Egypt from slavery. If you read Exodus, if you read Numbers, if you read the next Deuteronomy, you you see Israelites continuing to go after other gods. They walked away from God. They complained against God. They sinned against God. They forsook God. And they did this over and over and over. And imagine being in an earthly marriage and someone continues to hurt you and leave you over and over and over. They leave and come back. They start seeing other women or other men, then come back. They go to the streets and beg to come back. They spend all of their time chasing other things and never spend time with you. Imagine that. Eventually, you will take some kind of action against that person, right? Whether it's a rebuke, a confrontation, something. You wouldn't continue in that marriage and not address what clearly needs to be addressed. Jeremiah 3 and 8 says, and I saw that it was because unfaithful Israel or backsliding Israel committed adultery. I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played harlot also. And then you go down to the verse 12. It says, return thou backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, said the Lord, and I will keep I will not keep my anger. I will not keep anger forever. Verse 8 to 13. Only acknowledge thine iniquity. Iniquity is sin. That thou hast transgressed against the Lord. He said, acknowledge it. Right? He says, acknowledge the sin that you have uh, placed against me. That you have transgressed against the Lord, thy God, and has scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. God is pleading with them. He has addressed the issue to reconcile the status of the marriage from separated to married. He is providing the necessary documentation, which is repentance. When God says, turn back, Israel, That is what repentance is, to turn away from the thing that God has not called you to do. Repent, turn back to bring the marriage into saved status, right? Your marriage with Christ has to be in saved status. Your marriage with Christ has to say saved in order to make it into the kingdom of heaven. Christ has died on the cross for our sin. We have a savior And why in the world will we ever need to choose sin? No greater gift than the gift of salvation. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He hated sin then and he hates sin now. He didn't tolerate it then. He won't tolerate it now. The same way he asked Israel to repent, he is asking that of us as well. The same way he wrote up a bill of divorce for them. Romans 2 and 5 says, because of your heart and repented heart, you are Storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath. When God's right judgment is revealed, he will repay each one according to his ways. If your ways are sin, if your ways are 
a life of sin. Hell is your judgment. When you take your last breath on this earth and your lifestyle is sin, your repayment, because he said you'll be paid for the works that you do. You cannot go where he is living a sinful life. And that is the message that I have for you today. I know it was short, sweet, to the point, but that is what the Lord laid on my heart to do. I almost was like, okay, we are going into preaching mode. <laughs> this is more of a preaching message than it is of in, you know, what this podcast is about. It's just uplifting you on your everyday walk with Christ. But a lot of times we have to be reminded about this life that we live. That is not a game. It's very serious. And God has standards. And sin is not something that he's going to tolerate. Um, and someone just needs to understand that. Someone needs to know that. Someone doesn't understand that they have to repent. I don't, even if I don't purposely do anything for the, the, the day that I know is sinful, my prayer is always, Lord, forgive me for anything that I have said or done that I knew and or that I didn't, wasn't aware of. Forgive me. A daily repentance. A Christian lives a, a, a life of daily repentance just because of the respect that we have for God. You know, we're not going to remember each and everything that we did in, 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 in our day moment by moment. But you know, when you, you are living in sin, you know, when you're not in good standards and your marriage with Christ is not in the, in good standards, you know, when you have been separated from him. Right. And those moments you definitely need to repent. You definitely have to acknowledge that. Um, he's not going to force his way into uh, separating you from the things that are wrong. It, you have to have a heart of repentance. Okay. But anywho, I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, look forward to sharing the next message with you guys. I don't know when it's going to be, but it might be very soon. We'll be working on that. And shout out to my son, Ashton. Uh, accountability. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do today because today is a uh, e-learning day. And I said, I, I must have mentioned that I need to record my podcast. And so I'm kind of talking to myself in the kitchen after I made them breakfast. I was like, am I going to take a nap today? He was like, you got to record that podcast. Oh, okay, son. Shout out to you. Yes, sir. Um, and so here I am. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.